Let our powers combine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. And Holly Weird is at it again. The SJWs have got the movie that they wanted. I can't say this movie. I can't say that line with a with a you know a clear voice here. It's we just watched Black Panther, the latest Marvel movie, because of course we're going to watch another stinking Marvel movie. That's right, Chris. You only had to watch one last year, so you know what? That's a good point. Wait, what about Wonder Woman? Oh, wait, they're different things. Okay, yeah, okay. Back on track. They're very different properties. One's for a more mature audience. (laughs) Black Panther was fucking incredible. It was, it is the best movie of the year so far. Yes. It's better than I expected and better than we deserve. Delicious. I've finally worn you down, I, you piece of shit. I bow at the corporation. I, uh, you know, I, I loved every second of it. Um, Chris, I, how much do you love brands? I, th- I think brands are more important than yes. food or water. Yes, all so, sustaining, all powerful. Yeah, you know, I was, I was in Safeway the other day, a brand. And uh, I was looking through like some of the cereals and some of the you know I was going to maybe my corn pops, my frosted flakes. But then I saw a brand of Star Wars cereal, and I just bought like thirty boxes of that because it, it's Star Wars. I know what that I is. I know what those marshmallows are. Yeah, it it was Yoda and Luke and <gasps> Klingons, and it was stuff that I okay, it's not the same. It's very different. <laughs> I maybe let's look at a different box. So I love my brands. Uh, you know what else I love, Parker? What's that, Chris? Silent Movies from 1924. Girl Shy is by Harold Lloyd. And it is fucking terrifying for the first five minutes. It's supposed to be a romantic comedy. But, like I said, it was made in 1924. Uh, The makeup that they had to use back then, I guess they put, like, black lipstick on everyone and really whitened up their faces or something like that. Like, it's really kind of unsettling for the first five minutes. You have to get used to it. Uh, Other than that... I gotta admit, this is a pretty damn good movie. It's uh, it's short, better than that four and a half hour long one I watched. Uh, Harold Lloyd, as you might know, not you, but everyone else would know, is a, a silent film star in the classic world of like Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton. He made uh, the iconic image of that guy hanging from the uh, that clock. Uh, that is Harold Lloyd from Safety Last. So this one's about a neat who is unable to talk to girls. Uh, he uh-huh. stutters around them and stuff. Uh-huh. And he's le- it's hard to relate to, I know. And he's also a tailor, an apprentice tailor, in a town oh. where three things happen. Morning, noon, and night. Which, that, I mean, that's a great line. I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, people were that funny back then. I thought they were all talking about, yes, we stand to make a bundle from the corn pone. And then everyone laughs. Apparently that was great satire back then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really like Mark Twain. So, uh, 
he on the side though he thinks that he's like a real ladies no he doesn't think he's a real ladies man but he thinks he could pass himself off as one so he decides to write a book in secret about how he gets his women and i know i'm talking about this more than i usually talk about movies but there's a couple scenes that are just so funny to me the first one again this is the difference between the 1920s and uh 2017 or 2018 is uh he's like how i got my vamp i was like i've heard vamp what is vamp short for vamp is short for vampire in this uh but not vampire as in nosferatu or dracula it's just a woman who's wearing black i can't tell i don't really know what they're going for here in order to win this vampire for some reason he decides his best strategy is just to neg her and it doesn't really make a lot of sense where you're like it's obviously working he just just he just tries like to ignore her you know and like there are all these other scenes and it's really kind of physical comedy it's like she tries to put her arms around him he kind of ducks out of them and it's really funny the best part though is uh, she's like Again, this is all told with, like, body language, so no inner titles. Uh, she's like, oh, if you leave, I'll kill myself. And she pulls out, like, this dagger. And this is a dagger, all right? This is like, you know, you're going to sacrifice someone to the great Kali dagger. And he <laughs> he takes it from her, and she's like, oh, so you won't let me kill myself. And he hands her a fucking scimitar. It's just like, what is this sort of thing? And that's funny to me. That's that's really it's very much like the crocodile daddy thash, not a knife sort of scene. So... That was funny. Then he is like, how I won my flapper. Uh, I, I don't know. They, they used weird words back then. And uh, he, you know, he's going along and uh, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll win her by negging her. Apparently that's your strategy just used with everyone back then. It works and well, Chris. He he he, pre, he proceeds to beat the shit out of her. Um, that's oh, okay. uh, one of the less funny scenes in this movie. It doesn't exactly portray women very well it's kind of a weird 1920s thing it's weird how that happened anyway uh he she seems to take it well and uh anyway he a whole bunch of other stuff happens he has a bunch of little adventures and stuff it doesn't portray women as well as it ought to but overall i i actually kind of recommend it i think it's a pretty good movie i also watched the horror of party beach oh boy and prince of Still space going. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good Princess one. Princess Space is a great episode. It's one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid I have a tie hats are good. <laughs> I mean, that emotional scene at the end of Black Panther where Crankor is just sitting there looking over Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> because they knew that death was better than bondage. <laughs> <laughs> It's cool that now you're going to watch every fight scene this year. <laughs> I thought I've told you that your vibranium has no effect on me. <laughs> Please reference my early codicil on this fact. Yeah, uh, Is that, that a panther? Good. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, Horror of Party Beach was uh, substantially a worse movie. Uh, Correct. It's uh, Wow, it's bad. I think it's... It's very much in that sort of, I would call it a teen panic movie. This is back when adults didn't know how to control the teens, which would lead to mu- to uh, movies like Teenagers from Outer Space. Uh, this movie sucks on toes. It's unwatchable in almost every regard. They tell lame, stupid, bad jokes that no one laughs at, and it's really embarrassing. And there's some awful guy in a Speedo and a t-shirt dancing around with his hips. It's terrible. It makes me sick. I want to vomit. What did you watch recently? <laughs> I only was able to fit one movie in. 
I watched last year's Good Time, which stars Robert Pattinson as a high schooler who accidentally crashes into Sinbad's car, and then he has to work at Good Burger in order to pay it off. It's I, really good. I, I believed every word that you said there. Um, so, do we have any news? Please no, please no, please no. Buddy. Right. Buddy. Buddy. Yeah? You know what? I'm going to be nice. I'm going to let you off easy at first. Okay. At first. So, the BAFTAs happened. You know, those are the shittier Oscars for a different country. It doesn't matter. Hey! They gave the Handmaiden uh, the best non-English speaking award. That's what I wanted to tell you, that it finally got that recognition it deserved, Chris. I'm so happy for you. Well, you know what? It's it's not So anyways, nothing. the Transformers cinematic franchise will be rebooting soon. Yeah, I, uh... Hey, buddy. Yeah, that's, uh... Hey, that's... you know how we, we saw Transformers 5? You know how we watched that movie? Yeah. And... You know, it bombed horribly. We were like, you know what? Maybe we're finally free of this. Like, like maybe we won't ever have to watch these movies again. Like, maybe we'll have some peace in our godless, horrible lives. Yeah. But it turns out, you just you just start over. You just do it again. Why? Isn't that cool? It's just, like, we did it. We got all the way to five. We had a cliffhanger. And then we're going to go see a Bumblebee movie in December. You know, Merry Christmas. You know what I got you? It's Bumblebee. And then they're just going to reboot it. It's just all going to start over. It's just going to be a cycle. And it's just going to keep making money because China still exists. I... Bumblebee? Yeah, starring John Cena. The same day as Aquaman. I asked which one he is, but he's a car that's colored the same as a Bumblebee. Correct. Why? Oh, man. See, I knew you were a fan. Why couldn't I get a, a movie about the butler? First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Never again. The Butler-mobile. <laughs> Voiced by that fucking guy from... What's it called? Downton Abbey? Sure, that's a real Yeah, show. I could watch more of this shit. Just, you know, every year probably. Until you die. But that's better. Okay, where's the rest of these? I mean, come on. I mean, I know we're running short on time, so I'll just say real quick. Call of Duty Cinematic Universe. So, Chris, what do you think about Black Panther? Uh, well, before we get into Black Panther, I will say this. Again, I, I remember how we talked about brands? Let's go back to brands for a second. I love brands. Uh, <laughs> Alamo Drafthouse is the Good number brand. one place to watch well. your movies. Unless you want to get your water the first time <laughs> you order it, AJ. Unless you're a woman, and then here, it's kind of shaky. What? No, they did oh, that buddy. little woman showing of... Uh, you know what? That actually meant, that fixed everything, right? Oh, right. I, but I forgot. About it. I'm Harry Knowles, and I'm here to say I respect women in an incredible way. <laughs> now, anyway, next up on uh, next up on our bill is Funny Man Devin Ferrasi. So, <laughs> very regular, cool dude. Yeah, I uh, love loves him. Marvel, loves Hillary, friend of the program, loves groping people. So, uh, our first guest. <laughs> Now, um, one of the benefits, I keep mentioning this about Alamo Drafthouse, is the before-the-hand stuff. So, like, you'll have a... They had a whole bunch of stuff. They're like, oh, look at all these other black action stars, you know, like Samuel L. Jackson or, you know, other people like that. That scene, they they showed a whole bunch of action movies that were fronted by uh, black men and women. And that's cool. There are so many, you know. Like, you know, Hancock is is a movie that's good. Blade. They did not show Steel with Shaq, so... Missed Garbage. opportunity. You know what they showed instead? What? They showed Halle Berry. They showed Halle Berry they in Catwoman. They, I, you should show Blank Man instead. 
Yeah, whatever that is. And well, Spawn. Catwoman, really? Like, the, the movie that could have, perhaps should have, killed comic book movies? One of the worst movies I've ever seen? The worst comic book movie I've ever seen? Really? You're going to show that? You want to just denigrate an entire race? <laughs> They're racist <laughs> now. They're racist. Look how far we've come. Seriously, that oh god, that movie makes me so mad. It's racist. So you're gonna watch it next week. We might have to. Uh, yes. <laughs> male Academia. Oh, that fucking movie. Uh, now there was scene. one part that I kind of liked. They started showing these clips from uh, from Uganda, some Ugandan movie, and it looked kind of cheesy because the effects weren't that great and the editing was kind of clumsy. And then they went behind the scenes about this Ugandan filmmaker. Uh, they called it uh, Wakaliwood because uh, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of money and the country doesn't have a whole lot of money. It's been ravaged by Idi Amin Dada. So he still makes his movies because this guy, more than anything else, he wants to make movies. Uh, there, was a, there was a guy, um, he made these German movies. I don't remember uh, what the names of them were. It was like that one guy, they were on the, they went to like the jungle or whatever. They were on the search for Cortez or something like that. And it was all very much made on like a stolen camera and stuff. And it went off the rails. And it, it got pretty obvious that this guy just more than anything else wanted to make movies more than anything else. And that was what drove him. The same sort of thing is going on here, except he got his camera legitimately didn't steal as far as i know uh, is that the most important thing you can do in order to make movies is to just make them do not let things hold you back and that's what this guy does he made uh, a tripod out of like a car jack there's like Jesus. all this really creative editing all these you know cost-cutting measures and stuff and then it played the movie they played those scenes again they don't seem anywhere near as cheesy they don't seem as quite oh look at that clumsy editing suddenly you're like man i don't think i could have done that you know what, Parker? This is filmmaking, all right? This. Not this. Don't let these fucking eggheads sitting behind their computers programming <laughs> their movies, all right? If you're calling the Emoji movie better than some of the shit I watched in that theater for the Ugandan guy, no way. I can't buy on with that. So, the How next... How many Infinity Stones were in that movie? Garbage. Don't so care. So, the next part was... Do not ...wondering care. about Black Panther and Storm. Uh... You know what? Black Panther 2? That you know, let's get Storm in here. Who would you have to play Storm? I'm thinking uh either Helen Mirren or uh <laughs> Jessica Chastain. Someone bring some class to this role finally. Or perhaps Snooky. Okay, first of all, you know I'm always down to talk about Jay Shore. Yes. And if you want to pivot this podcast right now. <laughs> all right. Say the word, buddy. <laughs> Jim Tan Lore. So the uh, other, <laughs> the uh, the other one that I wrote down was they were doing like a background of the comics and stuff, which uh, the the couple sitting next to me. I talked about this off mic, but I'm gonna have to do it again. Is uh, the couple sitting down next to me? Is the guy leaned over to his date and said without whispering, "Oh yeah, this is based on a comic." I was, oh god. So they really? were they were kind of like this for, throughout the entire movie. Uh, it said uh, it was given the, like the history of Black Panther and everything. It is a pretty good history, I will say this. Cam was right about it uh, having a good retcon in the movie about when the vibranium meteorite hit Earth. 
But it's, so it's good that you like let the society develop. Like you can't get a society that good in just one generation. Trust me, I've tried. Now they've got like all this stuff going on. It's like oh he did this, he did that. He tried to diss himself from the Black Panther Party. Went back to it because hey, can't change your nickname once he got it. And then they're like oh that he's got an enemy. I'm like oh, it's gonna be Killmonger. It says Eric Killmonger. Very few people call him Eric. And I was just like oh guys don't do this, you know. So already I was just like head in my hands. So uh, we got through the solo trailer with a couple next to me clapping and squeeing. We got through the Ready Player One movie with or trailer without me putting my fist through my head. And uh, Ant-Man and Wasp looks uh, fun. And they're also doing uh, what some other trailer. Did you see any other trailers that were interesting or worth noting? Uh, see, we got on there late because concessions took forever. Whoa. We saw Solo. Man, what did we see? There's something else in there, wasn't there? Now, who cares? I mean, it's the same four movies for the next six months. So the movie starts very poorly because it <laughs> Dude, starts. Th- we were so fucking confused because they didn't do the "Hey, your future will now begin." So it just got dark and there was a voiceover talking. I got my the, friend who they did the same thing for me. Yelled, Wait, is this the Lion King? <laughs> it was shut up, fucking own. Yeah, I mean, and that trailer should be dropping any time now. I mean, it would make sense. <sighs> Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, they should have played that in further. It would have been great. Anyway. See, uh, he was right. Okay, yeah, that's true. But either way, the big one that gets me is that they started off with the, with that word that I hate so much. Story. The first, <laughs> As soon as I hear that, even in movies I like, it happens all the time. It's, it's uncanny. It happens in Colossal. It happens in Tangled. It happens in Lady in the Water, Merlin's which I hated. Shop of Mystical Wonders. Oh god, that's true. Grandpa Borgnine explaining the I, history I just, of vibranium. I, I just hate it when they. T- <laughs> <laughs> and so you see, this Billy, they me. sewed it right into their clothes, as is their culture. <laughs> you see, Billy, the whites got some, and they just made a shield for another white guy. <laughs> and then he slashed her throat like a knife through butter. <laughs> Get me no. some Metamucil. <laughs> <laughs> Um, shout out to like the three people who are going to get that. Two of them would be us. That's fine. <laughs> so, you know what? One for you, one for me. Yeah. It works for actors. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the movie starts off with some uh, kid asking his father to tell him a story. Just like, oh, don't do this. But I have to admit, this is a pretty good like way to say, okay, this is how the story works. This is how everything goes. This is a good, this is a good use of backstory. This is far better than talking about the prophecy. <laughs> Oh my god. So uh, Only a Wakandan can use a wand. Yeah, so when I say the movie starts off poorly, I just mean that line. I just, I don't like when people say, let me tell you a story. I'll be like, I, I paid money for the movie. I know you're going to do that, alright? It's not a big deal. So, anyway, the, that's pretty good stuff. I, I'm kind of into that. The 1992 segment was a little off-putting. I was just like, I, I have to admit, seeing those guys dressed the way that they are, with two women who with the spears and everything, the Black Panther just appears uh it's kind of like huh this is kind of i don't know what's this going is, on but uh weird overall was pretty good talk about young forest whitaker i oh i didn't notice it at first exactly honestly. of course not until Most, you realize he grew up to I, be forest whitaker like i don't want to say that they went back and showed it in later scenes but i would very much like to see this movie again to see if he had the forest whitaker eye the whole time i <laughs> Because that would be an incredible reveal if after they reveal who it is, they go back and then he has the eye. <laughs> An unreliable narrator hiding for Just that one eye just sort of shifting down his face. 
<laughs> it's it's like when people on Twitter are like fuck with someone's like picture, just like move one of the eyes a pixel. <laughs> at a it's time. like when a gif breaks and like his whole head moves, but his eyes stay there. <laughs> well, uh, I don't feel good. Uh, you know, I'd I'd make fun of him, except for he was basically not a good person. Oh, well, that's better. Yeah, you know, like, uh, again, this isn't really a spoiler. There are no spoilers for this movie, as far as I can tell. <laughs> hey, guys, it's a Marvel movie, and the good guy wins in the end. Yeah, the good guy wins, right, Spoilers uh, the bad from here guy on does out. not win. Uh, There's no point talking around it. If you're listening to this, you've either already seen it, or you're going to no, see it. No, or you've so. seen a Marvel movie. It's yeah. it, Hey, have you seen a big-budget movie recently? <laughs> Good news, the good guys win. Well, what about Space Hillary Clinton? Anyway, uh, so I guess we should talk about Chadwick over here. So he just passed the bar and it was, oh, look at this. I'm next in line to be king to the throne of Wakanda. Mm, That's weird because you normally use your Chad voice every time we record. (laughs) Piece of shit. I can't believe this guy's name is Chadwick. I hope I see him at the country club. So Wakanda is in Africa, and I have to admit, it's kind of a cool thing that they got going on. To the outside world, it's uh, it's hidden. Looks like a third world country, but they've got vibranium, and that is a very important substance. Uh, Almost too important. It's uh, it's not quite a MacGuffin, in fact. It's very much a, oh, we just want the vibranium. No, vibranium is near and dear to this movie. Uh, it is sewn literally into the fabric of the clothes that the people are wearing. It is what allows them to be so prosperous. It's very important for everything they do. Creates some neat effects. I like the, the effect with like the dirt sand or whatever, but that becomes like a, a visualization sort of thing. That was neat. I mean... It does kind of suck to it. Okay, so what can vibranium do? Oh, anything. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You can drink it and it gives you super speed and strength. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Also, you can have big dumb CGI fights and nothing can hurt you. And also, you can reverberate kinetic energy. And, you know, you just do whatever you want. Wait, that's what, it, wait, that's what powers those fights? Because I saw those in, like, I don't know, like uh, two dozen other Marvel movies. Anyway, uh, I'm not gonna entertain this conversation any longer. Anyway, I I thought that every scene with Black Panther just moving around, I would have liked more of that, uh, to be honest. But like, what am I supposed to ask for? There is a story here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for whoever wrote this and decided to make it perhaps the first subtle Marvel movie. Uh, not as only that, the first as Marvel movie were be. like. Sorry. The first Marvel movie where actual history from the real world matters at all. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't just take place in a weird bubble. What about the Alamo? <laughs> <laughs> you quit bringing up Bright. I'm so fucking... Oh my god. So you were just daring me to say something horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, content lives don't matter today. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's the heir to his throne, and uh, he comes through a challenge he's against some really big guy. The dopest Wakandan block parties. I'm sorry. No, we're keeping that one. <laughs> you did this. Yeah, I'm keeping that one. So, uh, damn it. 
anyway, so they they have, they're like, there's a reason why they're not showing the rest of the world all their vibranium and stuff like that. They could be, you know, you know, top class. They could be bigger than the United States of America. So already I'm getting jealous here. But they're like, <laughs> they would realize that they create a lot of strife and a lot of fighting over it. So they decide to remain almost a hermit coming over there. And I, I kind of support the idea here because it seems to have been working out for them so far. Anyway, they realize there's some naughty men who are stealing vibranium and, show, and giving it to other people that, you know, creating arms raising and you know, fights and stuff like that. Turns out it's led by none other than Andy Serkis and uh, Michael B. Jordan in a cameo role. So he steals <laughs> it from a museum, and uh, that scene's not really a big deal. And, uh, well, this is the part where you interrupt me and told me that the museum part was one of the best parts of the movie. Was it? It Dude, was fine. That, There's oh, not a single action scene that's Parker, let me whatsoever. tell you what it's like. I have more than one black friend. And they can nice tell you more than one friend. Period. Yeah, exactly. Braggart. The museum scene is what is hitting the waves as one of the most popular scenes in the movie. It is the part where he talks about, oh, uh, so I guess your ancestors paid a fair price for this, right? You know, that it's like a pretty good part about, uh, you know, stealing culture and, yeah. uh, you know, putting it on display here. And, you know, white people sold this for black people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that was a really powerful moment. That's the thing about. Eric Killmonger is <laughs> that he makes some fair points uh, throughout the movie. He is the best Marvel villain ever. I mean, it's not a not a tough competition. Exactly, it's this pretty is much actually him and Michael Keaton and Kurt Russell. Kind of a win and by then everyone else. Yeah, and Kurt and Russell look, was uh, he was an entire planet. I'm gonna be honest with you. The guy uh, drunk on his date next to me. It took him about 20 minutes to finally take the hint when the entire row told him to shut the fuck up. But I missed some, I missed some key moments. Oh. Like, uh, to jump further ahead, you know, uh, when Killmonger's having that flashback and, like, seeing himself with his dad? Mm-hmm. Short of love to have heard any of that dialogue. Oh, are you kidding? But it was really good. Oh. But it was a really important it scene. It was. That was one of the Couldn't most... Couldn't hear it. He just kept talking like this next to me. What the f... Oh. <laughs> yeah. May or may not be going to see this movie again, just to you know. Well, enjoy I mean, it's good the enough to see it again. It was sold out for most of the day. Where it I was, took, yeah, I had to go at nine thirty. Three D showing. I don't ever do three D showings because it's usually a waste of money. But and I don't like those. That's two what letters. was available. Three, yeah, it's three is actually pig disgusting. Anyway, uh, Parker, do we? I don't really think we should go through this movie scene by scene. I, I I'm, I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm not saying this movie's formulaic or anything, but you. You should kind of see the movie for yourself to see where it goes. It's not... The movie's not uninteresting, but it wouldn't be interesting for us to go through it scene by scene. There are a lot of really good scenes. Unless you want to try and go do that. Nah. Because it's, it's, it's tough for me to standard, place where did the Marvel's scene where they go to Busan happened? You know? Like, first of all, it was nice to see South Korea. I know what that is. I saw it and I clapped. <laughs> I knew you'd be happy. Yeah, you'd I was just applauding. like, I know what they're doing. So, yeah, that was nice. Uh, we There are just a couple things I'd like to talk about. Uh, Chadwick as uh, Black Panther, he is great. I, I love his voice. I love the way that he acts with his eyes, uh, with his face, and the way he delivers his lines. He's... He is an excellent actor. He was uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie. You're not going to get me to say a bad thing about this cast. Like, top to bottom. Um, I know there's a character you don't much care for. Well, technically, well, I'll say one and a half. I have to admit, Andy Serkis. <laughs> shout out to that dude. Great character actor, isn't he? I mean, that's two big Disney paychecks in a row for this dude. Yeah. And that's... He clearly saw this script. He was like, oh, I'm just a throwaway side villain. All right, well. 
Just gonna ham it up as much as possible. Yeah, he was great as Maz in the in the Last Jedi. <laughs> anyway, uh, he he was cracking me up. He was uh, genuinely like, "What is this guy even doing?" You know. But uh, he, whatever he was doing, he was doing a lot of it. Uh, my two criticisms have to go for Martin Freeman. What, why not just pick an American dude? All right, that's someone who hey can guys, do the welcome, accent. Welcome to Black Panther. Monarchy is really cool, and this is my best friend. He's in the CIA. Yeah, very regular. <laughs> I again, it's like he he doesn't do the accent very well at all. Like you keep hearing his British accent slip through. Also, why is he in the movie? I don't know. He was like the 18th build character in Civil why War. Why is this why movie is fucking an escort mission for Martin Freeman? Look, the fact that that South Korea scene, it just turned into like 40, not 40, like maybe 20, 30 minutes of a James Bond movie. That's fine. I'm not going to complain. Of course not. But then when they brought him back, like, oh, fuck. I'm gonna deal like, with this old British white dude this whole movie. Yeah, like the the bald chick with the spear, she was like, why are we bringing him back? I was just like, yeah, why are we bringing him back? I'm like, oh, well, She's right. Listen to her. I would listen to her. I, I would too. She seems pretty strong. Um, but like he's he's piling the the ship and everything. And I have to admit, at the very end, he was pretty brave and all that stuff. That was, you know, it was nice or whatever. But that was all for him being Didi in uh, that Wakanda <laughs> facility. What does this button do? It's just like, come on now, get out of here. You know, I, I don't need this guy in my movie. This is a third world country. Where's there's graffiti and all these hip hop gadgets? I don't understand it. You have you have bicycles, automobiles. It's like, come on now, dude. <laughs> C-I-A I mean C-I-A He's like trying really hard to do that American accent It's just not working I, I don't know I, I, I could just keep hearing that British accent uh, The other one Letitia Who plays Killmonger's Not Killmonger's Sorry uh, Who plays Black Panther's sister I guess What was her fucking I liked, deal? I liked her energy and all that Just not You know what Just run me through your face When she yelled What are those? I it just put me in that put me in your seat. I just my jaw dropped. It kind of went slack, and I was just like, I was having so much fun, and that just took me right out of the movie. It's uh, I, I'm surprised she didn't just look at the at the camera, wink, and like an advertisement popped up at the bottom that I had to like X out of. You know, it's another one of those moments where if I was watching it at home, I'd be like, Who is this for? Kind of like you know the Jumanji two trailer, it's like, which crushed every time I saw it. Oh, and geez. as soon as she yelled, "What are those?" A group of five girls laughed so hard I didn't hear the next three lines of dialogue. Like, that's the worst. Just aren't for me. It's, you know? it's the actual worst part of the movie. If they had just cut that, the movie would have been like a million times better. Because like it's almost like Uncanny Valley, where the flaws become more obvious. That is such yeah. a big flaw for me. I don't know, because that is a corporation. It's a corporation trying to sell you something. And I don't know what they're selling with that, but they're trying to sell you something. Or they're trying to they're, they're trying to brainwash you in something. It's like, oh, what are those? You know, that viral internet video. You love this. I mean, you love memes. It's, and, it's pretty funny to me that a Vine meme made it in a $200 million movie. I'm, I'm very it's upset. It's still terrible. Now, you know what makes it even worse? How many times did you laugh during this movie? I think I had... I'll say two. I had zero. How many times did this movie try to make you laugh? I mean, that's every Marvel movie except Thor Ragnarok. And every Star Wars movie now. And every DC movie now after Justice League. No, DC's a lot worse. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, but... 
We'll call it a laugh and a half. One was more of a chuckle, and one actually got me. Which one actually got you? Remember which one actually got you? Um, I don't know why it got me so much, but when Mbaku threatened to feed Martin Freeman to his children, that made me laugh harder than I care to admit. And I think the other one that got me a little bit, I can't remember the line of what happened, but it was with Andy Serkis when they were escaping. He said something shitty, but when it cut to them outside, he was still cackling loudly. Oh. And that's what made me laugh. He was so proud of his shitty one-liner that he was still laughing as they were running through the alleys. Yeah. I mean, there's no, like, one joke. It's like, oh, man, another fucking zinger. No, they, well, there are a lot of jokes that none of them land. Uh, and Buddy, the, I've got some things to show you. It's called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't, yeah, you know what? You can make all the excuses you want, but none of these fly. They they really don't. And uh, I'm not saying they fly. I'll I'm get to I'm this in a, and I'll get 18. to this in a bit, and it's going to be pretty embarrassing for me to say, but I, I mean oh, it when I say yeah. it. Again, I'll be at the end. But, uh... <sighs> The, the, what it really gets off is the first joke in the movie is really bad because they explain it or they go too far with it or something like that. It's like the control delete effect. You know, that web comic that no one likes. It's uh, <laughs> remember he's, he's going to save all those uh, kidnap women from Coney and he, uh, you know, he breaks I them. I forgot out. about that scene. Shit. I don't know why I it's stuck in my, about... it's stuck in my memory for something else. Uh, they tell him it was okay. Carry yourselves home. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll get out of here. And then they fly off in their spaceship. I'll be like, what, take them home with that. that. What? Okay. Walk home. Don't tell anyone. And if Deuces. someone's some nerd is gonna be like, "Oh, if you did that, they'd reveal the secret of Wakanda." We'll be like, "You already told them. Don't tell anyone about this day. You, you're gonna have to trust that they didn't see that spaceship. And how could a they man, know? A man in a cat suit jumped off of a spaceship and saved our lives. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, so, like, come on, just you know, give them a give them a lift. Africa's pretty big, you know. So I don't know where they live. Uh, but the, the the joke is that it's like, when you see her, don't freeze. We're like, oh, it's going to be a beautiful woman. Look oh, out. It's yeah. Lupita Nyong'o. She's really hot. And he sees her and he freezes. And he says, hi. And as everyone is like, hey, he likes her. And then worst thing you could possibly say is, you froze. And be like, what 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 is this? Is this like a, a Nick Jr. show? Come on. That, that was a terrible Chris. joke and a terrible execution. When you put movies in a hundred different countries around the world in order to make a gorillion dollars, you explain every punchline just in case the people watching with subtitles don't get it immediately. Yeah, well, I, a lot of subtitles in this movie, and I, I kind of liked it. I like how they uh, flip back and forth between uh, different languages. I thought that was fun. Uh, what do you think about Lupita Nyong'o? Oh, man. Just, just murder me. <laughs> Please, God, just kill me. <laughs> she's, she's good, right? She's, uh, she's real good. She's good in everything, even when she's an unfortunate orange butthole face monster in Star Wars. <laughs> she really is butthole face in that movie. It's the sheer anger of all the <laughs> of felt. all the movies you could cast her. In, that's that's the role that you give her. It could. Okay, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just. It's yeah, cool that no. she looks like that and wants to fuck a Wookiee. It's totally cool. Uh, you had to remind me. Oh God, it's like you're a like fan I of said, Star Wars. None of these movies are funny, yeah. except for Ragnarok. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, so other bits of the movie we've talked about Killmonger. One of the things that this movie does well. One of the, one of the general audience reactions is they don't just love Killmonger. A lot of people agree with much of what he says. And uh, to be fair, he does make a number of good points. Parker, I issue a challenge to you. Can you tell me why Killmonger was wrong? 
because he wants to start murdering people and like completely take over? That is a 100% the answer. I think a lot of people... And also, because if he goes through this plan, I mean, look at me. I will get murked so quickly. Uh, you'd be first on the block. <laughs> I would get gunned down so fast. We'd go right for the white boys in Texas. You don't uh, even need vibranium. You just... Yeah, when he took that shirt off, he would just fucking squeeze me. I was gonna be like, "Boy, it must be cold out there." Oh, never mind. (laughs) Uh, It was one of those things where people have been saying like, "Oh, he told no lies during that movie." I'd be like, "No, no, he was. He's actively promoting strife and discord. It's, (laughs) it is not a good worldview." And he was rightly called a monster by the king of that country. Yes, he had he had some legitimate grievances and legitimate gripes. And that scene with his father in the hotel, in the hotel room, in in that apartment building was just so powerful and just. I was was talking about the comic book. God, (laughs) sure wish I'd heard it. Sure wish I'd heard that dialogue. It was one of the best scenes. The performance he was giving with just his face was really good. Yeah, it. it, I have to go back and see it again. Well, so is I think everyone to Alamo this time. Good dude, show up early. Look, I mean. When they're all booked up, you take what you can get when you're trying to get a group of four to go see it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Garbage. I, I think uh, I think the main thing that really gets it here is that uh, there, there's a small scene. Remember uh, that warrior chick's uh, her lover? Of course. How they, they end up fighting towards the end and he rides in on that rhino. Uh, there's a very... sentence makes me there, so happy. No, there's a scene here with no words. Or, or or a few words, and the words are basically irrelevant. Uh, he says, would you really, you know, try to kill me? And she's like, for my country? Without a question. And he does it. He pulls out his weapon, made of vibranium, and I hate that word. And he looks mm-hmm. at all the people around him fighting and killing each other. And that's when he realizes. And that's when he drops his weapon. That is what Killmonger is trying to create. He's not trying to bring anyone up. He's trying to actively promote discord and strife and hell on earth. And that's why he's a villain. So the movie does that very well, but that's because the movie has to bear this own load. It did create this weight because you see all these other movies. They never address why the villain is wrong because it's pretty obvious. He goes, most of these other villains, they go around torturing and killing and stealing. I want more power. (laughs) Exactly. Cool. 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 Yeah. Whereas this guy, that's also why Michael Keaton's the only other great villain. Cause he's absolutely right for why he hates everyone. Yeah. What movie? Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, I don't know what that is. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Just drive on down here. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it with you. Uh, yeah, so that, that, I think that was a really good part of the movie is the conflict between uh, Killmonger, uh, very few people call him Eric, and uh, Black Panther. <laughs> now, I will say this. The movie was very predictable. Um, j- just like uh, the last book of Harry Potter, where it's just I kind of knew where everything was going. There are no twists in this movie. It is very obvious, especially the challenge scene between uh, Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick. It was so obvious to me what was going to happen. In fact, I, I, I think they almost hinted at it at the beginning of the movie. I was like, that's 1,000% going to happen, you know? And lo and behold, it did. I'm not saying it because, you know, if there's someone out there with an IQ below room temperature who hasn't seen it yet, then, hey, uh, don't want to spoil it for you, guys, but... 
boy, it, it, it just seemed to me like I knew what was going to happen. I called it out at every single moment. Uh, and I don't know that it's a problem, but I don't know. I think I would have liked a little bit more intrigue here. But I'm happy it happened because you remember when the very first trailer hit, I spurred out as I do. Mm-hmm. And then as more and more trailers came out and we saw more of the villain, I lost all enthusiasm. Because what the trailer shows is, hi, I'm Michael B. Jordan. I also have a Black Panther suit and we're going to fight. And, like, this movie actually gives a reason, and that doesn't happen till the very, very end. I thought it was literally going to be at least a solid act, if not more, of I'm you, but evil. Haha. Yeah. It... Because, boy, as someone who's at work on that Infinity War episode, boy, does Iron Man have a horrendous third act. <laughs> I, ha- I also have a suit, but it's bigger, and I am the bad guy. Yeah. I'll stop you, Tony. Well, I, I have to admit, yeah... You know, it's weird in a comic book movie that the third act had a whole lot of CGI and a lot of people fighting. Yeah, like, when does that ever happen? I thought it was a DC thing, like in Wonder Woman. That all of this, like, you know, the conflict and the turmoil would all come to a head with a big dumb fight that you know is how it's going to end. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like you said, it was pretty obvious. Now, let's talk about the CG. Because uh, we gotta talk about these visuals. Oh, uh, the first thing is first is the rhinoceros. Why did it look like that? That was some special edition looking ass shit right there. I think I got very lucky because we could only get tickets to see it in 3D, and I feel like the like the focus on the depth of field and everything really, really helped out. I think it really took a lot of the a lot of the shittiness away from some of the effects. I, I would look at the very first rhinoceros you see and be like, oh, I definitely do not believe that anything is there. Because uh, I've heard a lot of people complain about when they're doing like the challenge and it shows them all in the waterfall. But as I saw it, they were so far in the background you didn't couldn't really tell. Yeah. So I feel like I got pretty lucky. The other one is I noticed the green screen during the climax. It was just oh, well, I'm yeah, fairly obvious. Like They're not going to build that whole set. you know? No, but, absolutely uh, not. And the one thing that looked nice is I really like the panther suit. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I think the now. the one thing I wish the movie did a little bit less is... But this is a superhero gripe with me for almost all superhero things is they keep taking the mask off. And I had... Oh my god, dude. 500 times in this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... You know why they do that, right? It's like you have this, you know, multi-million dollar bankable star here is you want to show his face. You know, you don't want to hide it all this time. But I, again, maybe it's again I'm more of a voice guy. But it's like if I hear that voice, and you know, it could be anyone under there. No, I, I, I will associate that voice with that face. You know, so it like must have been every thirty seconds in that final fight. Yeah, there's that. But think about it, they also do this in Spider Man all the time. You keep having to see Tobey Maguire in that. They do it I in mean, Batman all the time. To- Look, we still have Christian Bale. He's still under the suit. Is and some other bozo. They're paying Robert Downey Jr. so much money. He is almost always walking around in that suit with no helmet on. Exactly. They they keep on doing this. The, the only movie that does it, I think, a, a slightly better job is Deadpool. Because, uh, I mean, you're not going to show that face to everybody. <laughs> Smart. Listen to T.J. Miller when he's not, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, allegedly. Cool that I can't watch Silicon Valley ever again. Thanks, T.J. <laughs> Thanks for being Allegedly. Here. So, yeah. my favorite... It's alleged by, like, eight different people. <laughs> yeah, just no more than Devin Ferrasi. Anyway, Fucking so... SJWs. I have to say that the Jabari were my uh, favorite tribe. Absolutely. You know why? Because they didn't have any vibranium. 
They, br- <laughs> they built themselves up by their bootstraps. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, but seriously, they the fact that they don't have vibranium, that, that makes them, I think, even stronger, you know? And they're vegetarians. I mean, I'm not, but... <laughs> I didn't no, really I'm have not anything coward. But they, they were cool. I mean, that guy got that big by being a vegetarian. That's a whole lot of broccoli, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I like their tribe a little bit more. They When they came in, it was just like, oh, hell yeah. These guys, they're in the movie for like five seconds. But still, I don't know. I liked them. I mean, they, they lived start, in the caves. You just hear barking in the distance. And then these giant people come in with these horrifying masks. It's it was like, awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm here for this movie. I'm here for this. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I was I was really into that. Um I was very much into Daniel Kaluuya riding on an armored rhino. Uh, you want to say his name one more time? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> uh, he rode in on the rhino after I met you and another individual I'm familiar with. Uh, both reacted to that scene. I got to tell you, I, I didn't really have any feelings for or against it. I was just like, oh, okay. I did think it was actually really cool that they sewed the uh, vibranium into the... Into their uh, was a serapi or whatever the the blankets that they used. Yeah, sure. Oh wait, I know what those words are. Oh, maybe that's cultured. that's the Native American. I don't remember which is which. Jeez. Uh, oh, no, really, it's I, it's serapi, isn't it? I, I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I don't. Uh, I'm not doing a bit. I'm very uncultured and ignorant. Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah, I, I don't know either. Anyway, uh, they, they form like a wall. That's really cool because that's that's part of the culture and everything. It's like a big deal. This is why. Look, it's it's a big thing when you see these people going to see this movie in their traditional African garb, you know? They, I mean, some things, and you put this to me really well, is that some things are bigger than, oh, the third act was kind of weak, you know? Yeah, like, I've, I'll be, I mean, I'd like this movie a lot. I'm criticizing it a lot because with most Marvel movies have a formula. Like, there's only so many things I can say. But where this movie ranks in my tier list of the MCU movies or how it sets up Infinity War. Like, none of that's really important compared to the big picture. I've never, I've seen a lot of comic book movies, Chris, and I've never once left one and had a 50-year-old black couple stop me so I can take their picture outside the theater. Now, that's like, the... That's not a thing that happens when I see Spider-Man Homecoming. That is, like, the most heartwarming thing I've heard all year. Like, I, I love that. That's, like, my favorite story I have heard. Like that. And as we were leaving the bathrooms, there was like literally a group of twenty just standing and posing for a picture in front of the door. That that is so cool. That really is so cool to me. It, it reminds me of this other. Like, okay, so this is not quite as cool, but it's it's something that it's the same sort of effect. I will defend the 2009 version of Star Trek because of one moment, and it wasn't anything that occurred on the screen. At the time I was watching, I remember I was like, oh, this movie's all right. I never, I didn't have any familiarity with Star Trek, but uh, it showed the, uh, what's the name of that ship? The Enterprise or whatever. And uh, like, there are these two guys in front who were definitely a bit older, and they had grown up with the original show, you could kind of tell. They were just pointing at the screen and saying, oh, wow, it looks just like it, except even better. And I was just like, finally, finally. It's like they, they get to see it, and it's the way that they want it. And that means so much to me. You know, because you and I, we, we get this instant gratification for everything. And there are a lot of people who aren't represented, and they don't get this sort of thing. There, there was a kid I coached last year in wrestling. Uh, I think his name was Mikey. And uh, he was into superheroes, and uh, his favorite superhero was Spider-Man. And I asked his mom, oh, why, did, why does he like Spider-Man so much? And she said uh, very politely that uh, 
because he wears his mask all the time, you can't tell uh, whether he's black. And I, I thought that really meant a lot, you know? And f- I, I guarantee this kid's going to, well, if he finishes his homework on time, then he'll get to see this movie. And I, I hope that he does. I keep hearing all these stories about, like, oh, they'll buy out this uh, theater so that all the kids can see it uh, in this area. Or they'll, like, they're, you know, getting an entire classroom. Do they get to see Black Panther? Good for them. Because this movie has a great message. This is... People have been calling this the, the best Marvel movie. I don't know if you agree. It's it's in my top three. I'll explain why in a bit. But th- this is the first Marvel movie that's about something. It, it has a real meaning. And I when I say it has a meaning, I mean beyond the other, uh, the other Marvel movie that has a message. Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Whose message was, it's fun when we work together as a team. So this is the first uh, Marvel movie with a message oh, that was aimed for people above the age of six. I'm going to start grandstanding about Volume 2 again. How dare you? Well, I look, I it's like It's all about volume abuse two. and neglect and these familiar relationships, Chris. And it's beautiful. And the raccoon cries at his space funeral. And how dare you? Look, if you guys want to hear us talk more about Guardians of the Galaxy... <laughs> To, whatever you do do not do listen not to our first episode <laughs> any circumstance <laughs> we'll write a blog about it i'm just gonna accidentally delete that episode <clears throat> and never tell yeah. you uh well it's i'm the one with the access to the account uh that's fine yeah um i'll figure it out i'm gonna leave it on there for posterity look how far we've come uh <laughs> but uh i i really do feel that this is the one where it has a more significant message and a more realistic message here than like can i get along with the tree and the raccoon and most importantly a message that's for a slightly more adult audience like there's not enough death and destruction to really deter like an eight-year-old away like you, you'd like you'd let a kid see this movie right Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on. Kids are already playing Call of Duty. What are we? Come on. Yeah, exactly. It's not shit a shitter here. Yeah. So I have Xbox. I've heard. (laughs) Heard these children. (laughs) Like, come on. You know, they're going to, you got to let the kids see this. Uh, I I love the kids. They're hoping your kids see it. God, it's already made $200 million. God bless. I hope it makes even more. This is going to be a big, big seller. Now, can it maintain this? Oh, absolutely. Oh, no. I I mean, we've got some challengers coming up. We have Solo, a Star Wars story. We have Ready Player Uno. We've got all these great movies coming up, Parker. I mean, if Wonder Woman can just, like, keep making money for what felt like six months. Oh, God. And this, like, spoilers, this is a much better movie than Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, this is so much better. The first act (laughs) is good. I'd say not great, but good. Second it's, act is very good, and the third act, the act is good for a Insert Marvel movie. end of it's, comic book movie Yeah, it's, here. it's good for a Marvel movie. But man, I, I know I texted you this already, but we spent weeks making fun of people talking about how great Killmonger is. That last line, though. Whew, that was a real... Fuck. Yeah, moment for me. That was yeah, that was a really really good moment, and that that's the thing. It's like people will talk about the third act of this movie is like, oh, more CGI, save it to the Hollywood liberals. It would be like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like there's there there are words here, and the words that they exchange when that Bumble date wasn't whispering next to you, that, that was those were some of the better lines written in the movie. In fact, I would say that my favorite scene in the entire movie was the mid credit scene. Which should have been in the movie. Yeah, sure it really was a credit should have. scene. That was like the whole point of their going against each other was whether or not you would share with the else. 
whatever. Well, that's the thing. I'm is like the, so fucking over these post credits. Well, that's the thing is the ending of the movie had a pretty good uh, thing. I where I, I had the biggest smile spread across my face because I kept thinking it's like, geez, Michael B. Jordan. You know, it's like you have to find some way to rebuke this mass murderer. So what are you going to do about it? Well. You know, how about outreach, social outreach, medical stuff, you know, technology. You could really actually build the people up. Instead of giving them... And I'm starting to sound like a Captain Planet special here. But, like, I mean, that's how you bring people together. That's how you build bridges. Uh, one more thing about Killmonger. I forgot to mention this. I, I The name is stupid, as was Dr. Poison. Uh, as is Rex Reed and Dr. Doom and everything. This shit just doesn't even phase me anymore. Yeah, Peter Victor Parker. Von Doom. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, never been called that before. Yeah, no. Love it. The the one that I oh hey I just realized uh, <laughs> uh, the one oh, that no. I am not very sharp, Parker. Now That's the right. one that actually gets me here is like I actually kind of defend Killmonger's name here, and this just shows how much of a lunkhead I am. What they explained <laughs> that. They he got the name Killmonger because he killed a lot of people. I was just like, oh, that makes sense. And that yeah, checks out. But for the rest of the movie, I was like, just like, oh yeah, because he killed a lot of people. It's you know. it seems like something a comic book villain would do. Yeah, well, you know, hey, he has a suit that has wings on it. It's like a vulture. <laughs> yep, that'll work. I, that's the thing is, other people told it to me. The people who were telling me it's like, oh, he's called Killmonger because it's like I can only imagine why. They're like, yeah, but, you know, in the movie, I was like, okay, let's hear it. I was like, yeah, he killed a whole lot of people. I was like, oh, you should call him Killmonger. Yeah, he's, they called him Killmonger. So I was like, I thought of that, you know? It's the, should, and I was totally fine with kill face. it. <laughs> in fact, actually, the one, it kind of helped us uh, off of the blow. It's like, he racked up so many kills in Afghanistan. It was like a Call of Duty game. And I was just like, what if Killmonger was his Xbox Live account, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, it was, it totally worked for me. Killmonger got banned from Twitch for vaping. <laughs> And pulling his balls out while his cam was on. Oh, jeez. Big mistake. I've learned that one from experience. Oh, so, you know Parker, how would you summarize your feelings on Black Panther? I'd say I'd have to look at all of them because there's so many, but pretty near the top five, if not in it. But like I said earlier, like, I don't love it. I thought it was, I think I gave it three and a half stars, like, but also with the caveat of. I couldn't hear a lot of really critical, important scenes because the guy just kept fucking, just would not. It took about a half hour to get him to shut the fuck up, and then he got loud again near the end. Parker, I think so. Like I know it's probably better than what I'm giving it, but all I can judge it on is what I saw. Well, there's not like there's a lot of good Marvel movies, but the okay, the ones that really what? stick in my head as the good ones are, you know, Captain America: Winter Soldier. I mean, mm-hmm. that's Challenger. I think Black Panther's better. Uh, now there's two others that constitute my top three. It's hard. It's hard for me to pick my which one is my favorite out of all of these. So I, I just go with the top three, and I can't say one is better than the other, but they're all up there. One of them is obviously Black Panther because even though it's not even remotely funny, uh, it does what it does so well. It sends a very clear message that I think we could pretty much all agree on. You know who we've got even like the people on the the conservatives who said that they weren't going to like the movie or, or pretend like it was going to be bad. Even they're saying it's good. Even uh, what's his name? Wakanda isn't real guy. 
Oh, my friend Ben Shapiro. I almost called him Brett Stevens. Yeah, Ben Shapiro <laughs> said he actually loved it. It was really good, and he was going to talk about it. So I was just like, yeah, I'm sure I'll listen oh, to it. God. Unfortunately, also that'll just has, be uh, the last half hour of our episode. Yeah. It's just his audio <laughs> inside a locker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. Okay, I guess we should address this Wakanda's real uh, thing that's been going around. Is uh, people have been talking about? Oh, you know, Wakanda isn't real sort of thing. It's like, first of all, I invented this game. All right, I invented this with Hogwarts. All right, I I got death threats on Twitter in 2008 for for saying that uh, Hogwarts isn't real, and then I would counter it with owls aren't real. They were like, yes, they are. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I grown so much. Yeah, I know. I, I I did it with that. I did it with Star Wars. You have any idea how mad people get when you say Star Wars isn't real? Anyway, yeah. How bad do they get, Chris? <laughs> yeah, they get real mad. So. For someone to just start off with Wakanda isn't real, that, that game is old, dude. I invented it, and I've retired it. You can't do it, all right? You can't just steal my work. not mad. <laughs> and, but e- either way, it's like that whole thing started because he... he I have to admit, he was... He's, you know, you're talking about Game of Thrones. Oh, what about this? What about this? Uh, Wakanda isn't real. You guys don't have you know wealth and prosperity, all right? Know your role. <laughs> Jeez. That's that's the way he talks. That's the way. That's the impression that he gives. No, this is the way he talks. That was a good point. Sorry, <laughs> that's true. Uh, it's okay to make Wakanda fun of does not care about time. your feelings. <laughs> yeah, so that whole Wakanda isn't real thing. I think it's a little bit overblown because look, it's just one nerd. All right, it's just one nerd. So he's very like, not even a full one. He's like four foot seven. Exactly. He's like half a nerd. Uh, the other one is this movie has a notable fan in. Oh, well. Imagine your shock. Oh, hell yeah, bitch. He loves this movie because it's nationalist, it's anti-immigration, and it shows a a country that's closed off to immigrants and is prosperous as a result. Uh, Cool as hell that he left during the credits. Oh, movie's over. I hope there's no message afterwards. (laughs) Oh, oops. Yeah. Unbelievable, that fucking guy. Hey, because they kept himself like tied away from the world, he committed this heinous act, and now he doesn't know who his father, like, if he can ever truly respect him the way he did. And also, like, there's these terrorist activities. Nope, everything's going also, great. Also, uh, look at the robots. I don't think this is a spoiler, but is this a plot hole that I just uncovered? Is there going to be a Black Panther after this guy? Yeah. There, how? What do you mean? Think about it. They they burned all those flowers, right? Oh, they'll find more. No, I, well, okay. I would bet every goddamn thing I own that the vibranium meteorite. They'll find it on actually, Ultron or Unicron. I, which, which I is that planet? bet you anything. <laughs> we haven't seen the six Infinity Stone yet. I will bet all no money that I have that that's where it that is. That it's a 22nd scene in the new Avengers? Correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. I guess that makes sense why there's a giant battle scene in Wakanda, huh? Yeah. Which you'll know all about soon, well, buddy. Well, before we get to that, uh, I will let you choose our movie for next week because I'm going to talk at length here. Um, oh, no. This this movie is special, right? This movie is deeply, deeply special. This is a movie that, if I could you know, summarize it in a pithy film critic back-of-the-box sort of way, this is a movie about... Dignity conquering pride. We all we all talk about pride in this, pride in that. You know, proud of your accomplishments, pr- proud of your race, proud of your lineage, proud of your father. The, people have to understand that at some point, 
pride is a fool's fortress. Whereas dignity, dignity is something that you can always count on. Even in death, you can still have dignity. And that's not to say that, you know, King T'Challa here is going to sacrifice himself or anything, because he doesn't. But the dignity is what keeps him going. It's what keeps his nation safe. And that's why he fights for the human race, and that's why he fights for Wakanda. As for where this movie places in my top Marvel movies, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it really is. I don't watch a lot of Marvel movies. I don't think I've seen any of the Iron Man movies. But this, to me, has to be in my top three along with, and the, these are the ones I didn't mention here, Guardians of the Galaxy has to be up there because it's still so damn funny and yes it does have a message so it is about something whereas the avengers was about two and a half hours long uh gardens of the galaxy you know still very funny uh still watchable today uh still great music better music than this although music was not bad and uh i i still i still have a very soft spot in my heart for it and the other one the one where people are going to laugh at me is yes deadpool Deadpool is still so fucking fun. Not an MCU movie. It does not count, actually. Wait, what? Fix your list. Oh, really? Yeah, that's oh, X-Men. The... You fucking fool. What's the same you th- goddamn oaf. I, I you to... stupid motherfucker. Just... So it's so it's DC? Okay. So my other top three oh! Marvel <laughs> So my other top three Marvel movie is Winter Soldier. Correct. Really? Look, you know, I did not know that this whole time I was just like, oh, God, I, I feel bad so for liking Deadpool more. <laughs> look, look, the thing about Deadpool is someone asked me, what is the last great comedy? Because someone said it was like, it's The Hangover, right? And I was just oh, like, oh, geez. shit, that, that, that hurts. Yeah, doesn't it? I, I think Deadpool is the last great comedy, which is good. Correct. It it's pop star. Try again. Which came out first? I think Deadpool. Oh, shit. Deadpool's like a February. Oh, jeez, you're right. Either way, Deadpool, I mean... <laughs> I did it. Well, I mean, when I say great, I mean, also people have seen it. But, uh... Okay, you know, pops, that's hurtful, but you're also right. Yeah, exactly. Deadpool, again, the well, reason Deadpool is tops for me is... I'm a sucker for comedy. I If you can make me laugh and laugh repeatedly and so hard that I'm gasping for air, I, I'm going to put you somewhere up near the top. I don't care if the movie didn't really have a point i don't care if it didn't really have a message i care that he squeezed that guy's bag and was like dad that was hilarious and i am so ready for the sequel i am i love the romance that was the best comic book romance i've ever seen and i know you tease me about the mcu a lot and all this garbage but i think there's something to be said when you and i go see things like transformers 5 (sighs) And in preparation, I watch all four previous ones in the span of like three days. <laughs> when we see Justice League, which is just a fucking hatchet job of a mess of a movie, like there's something to be said for consistently turning out three, three and a half, four star movies that look interesting and have a really good, fun to watch cast. Like, none of them, I don't think any of these are ever going to be like on my all time favorites. Like, none are going to affect me as much as I love The Dark Knight when it came out, but like. There's nothing wrong with a solid three and a half star movie where everyone's fun to watch in it. Well, I mean, there's that too, but I have to really make a point here about Justice League because I watched it recently with a family member, and uh, oh hell yeah, bitch. you can kind of tell where my family's from because uh, I went over. I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll riff on it, and he was like, yeah, bring it over, and I was like, I, I don't have it on the. I'll download it. He was like, yeah, all right, put it on the stick, whatever. Let's put it on, and I'm like, okay. You know, it's, this is going to be fun. We'll, like, we'll riff on it and be like, Mystery Science Theater 3000. And 
five, ten minutes in the movie, we're just like, oh, this fucking guy. Look at this fucking guy. This fucking guy. Oh, oh, this fucking guy. The entire time was just like, it was two Boston jackasses just going at it. It's just like, oh my god, this guy over here, is he really talking like this? Is he going to be in the rest of the movie and he's going to be talking like this to me? And I was like, no, he's talking to Batman like this, Uncle Bob. And uh, so I had to put up with that. And it was fun. It was, it was uh, actually a good time. That movie, and this is an important thing I have to say here, that movie has not aged well. And I know it's, oh, it's only been a year, you know? That movie has got so much worse since I saw it in theaters. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, when you watch a movie like this, like, I honestly, I did not expect you to love it this much. Like, I expected you to be like, yeah, it was fine. I have to but admit, I thought had a it was big just old fine. smile for Black Panther. Like, when you see, even if you thought this was fine, when you see something like this that's just fine and competently made, it makes Justice League look so much fucking worse. Well, that's a good point. Is I Well, I was already really mad when I saw Justice League the second time, but upon seeing this, I was just like, comic book movies can be more now i'm not saying this is a marvel versus dc thing although it is now but uh the last time a comic book movie meant something had like a really deep purpose besides i guess winter soldier i'll give you that one and both guardians of the galaxy movies dark knight dark knight meant something same thing with batman begins same thing with the best one of them all dark knight rises (laughs) thank you you did it yeah i know i was like gonna do here uh so what are we watching next well, before, I just want to say congratulations to Michael B. Jordan for joining Chris Evans as another Human Torch who was saved by the Marvel Studios. <laughs> Holy shit. So, when are we going to get the next uh, Fantastic Four movie? We are not doing that next week, are we? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, thank God. I'm going to be honest with you. All I can think about is, like, if that post credit scene was real and all these weird chuds like Ben Shapiro writing articles about Wakanda. <laughs> All these think pieces about urban youth using vibranium to play the knockout game. <laughs> and in Antifa super soldiers and shit like that, dude. Oh, man. The world would be so much dumber. Oh, my God. LeBron James bounced the ball off the vibranium backboard to himself. This is a travesty. My dad wants to ban people from slam dunking in the NBA. I'm not making that up. <laughs> the vibranium crank. No, the vibranium dunk from Char- from Charles Barkley. <laughs> shut up, a jam guide. <laughs> they think they can use this new technology. <laughs> Tam McLaughlin is really cool. But Chris, when you went off on your your beautiful soliloquy, you mentioned dignity and death, and uh, in our next movie deals with death. But she found dignity in her next eight lives after death. Chris, do you want to watch Catwoman with me? More than anything. Hey, guess who's never seen Catwoman start to finish? Oh, this guy. Oh, Parker. I think this one might have backfired on you. Most, I mean, it usually does. Oh man! Oh, so excited. This is okay. All right, I'm going to just let you know this. This is. I I have never been so excited for an episode. 